Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, marriage is God's gift to men and women. I mean, it's something he instituted to bless mm-hmm. us with, with one person in the entire world that would complete us in all that we are meant to be. Amen. Think about it this way. From the time Eve was created, when God removed a rib from his side, he also took a spiritual part out of Adam that would become Eve. Ever since that time, men and women have needed their soulmate to complete their very being. Marriage is under attack now in ways that we have never experienced before. I mean, despite what the current culture may say, you know, God's plan has not changed, not one bit. Amen. But there will be times when the deceiver may slip in and create some havoc. There may be times when we realize we may have done something that we should not have done. Well, God is there with his forgiveness through Christ, of course. But how does that translate into saving your marriage? My guest today is a CEO of Dunamis Spirit-Filled Marriages, and she has been helping couples build a successful marriage before the wedding and save marriages that may be experiencing difficulty after the wedding. Amen. Dr. Pauline Dillard is the CEO and lead counselor at Dunamis Marriages, and she has an 83% success rate and over 15 years of experience helping people to have a blessed marriage that can be lived out as a testimony for God. Amen. Help me welcome to the program. Dr. Pauline Diller. Pauline, it is so great to finally have you back on the program. I have been looking forward to our conversation today. Amen. Thank you, Robert. I'm really happy to be here. And I'm looking forward to sharing what, you know, God has been giving me to help people with their marriages. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with, other than that brief information I just shared, can you Mm -hmm. tell us in your own words, who is Pauline Diller? Um, well, I'm a wife. I've been married 41 years and Amen. to the same person. So um, that's important. And we have three sons and a couple grandkids that we're enjoying. And so primarily, I'm a follower of Christ first and foremost. And then that shadows over everything that I do with my own marriage, with my children, with my grandkids. And I stayed home and I raised my kids and I was a housewife. Um, if you want to, I can tell you why I don't like the term stay at home mom. And um, uh, because that puts your kids before your husband. And I really, you know, my marriage has always been the primary focus of my life as I raised the kids with with my husband, Mike. And then when my kids were teens, I did go back to graduate school. I always had that burning in me. I'm just such an academic and I love education, but I didn't know what did God want me to do. So. I'm not going to go into that whole testimony because it gets too long, but I was directed to take a um, doctorate 
a PhD in Christian clinical psychology through South Florida Bible College and Theological Seminary. And so that I finished that in 2008. And ever since then, I've been doing the marriage counseling. However, when I was in college, I had to do several classes on marriage. And I literally spent the whole time flipping pages and going, okay, that's never going to work. That's never going to work. And, um, you know, and, you know, I told God and just tell God something and then you'll find out what he's going to do with you. Um, that I did not want to do marriage counseling. I mean, really, it seemed at that time that it was a whole lot of work, very little return. And at that time, uh, most counselors would have said that a 10 to 20 percent success rate was good. And I said, unacceptable. So um, I did not want to do that. Again, through some some God movement, I was introduced to a model of marriage counseling that really focuses in the couple on their heart. It It's like coaching, because what a lot of counselors will do is tell you, just go do this, just go do that. And then what are most people going to do? Nothing, because they don't know how to do it. So right. this model incorporated um, coaching and really helping people get comfortable with talking to their spouse in a different way, understanding why their own pain was getting tripped, and then teaching them tools that they could take home with them. And if they both do it, I really can just about guarantee a hundred percent success rate. Amen. But Amen. you know, we're selfish and people are people and you know the world is out there. And so 83 to 84% when my mentor who trained me in this model said that, I thought, that can't be real. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I started doing it myself, and it was very real. Yeah. And um, when God is the center of everything, it's it's really powerful. I mean, I always tell people, I don't despise my education. I love it, but really, at the end of the day, if God's not the center of everything that we're doing, they're just papers hanging on my wall. You know, yeah. so, yeah. Um, but he does use my education. I mean, there's things that I would have never thought of or wouldn't know without it. He guides and directs that. And then, you know, there's the spirit filled aspect too, and the prayer work and all that. So keeping it God centered is the most important piece, but bringing in these tools for people helps them to have real things they can do on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. You know, that, that is so good. And yeah, that's one of the things that, that I, I love during my research is, is, and that's why I wanted to mention the 83% success rate, because mm-hmm. normally you hear, you know, 90 plus percent or, you know, something like that, you know, not a very specific number right? You know, like that. And, and I thought that, wow, I mean, this is a statistic. This is a statistic. Yeah. Oh, amen. It's, not, it's not just a, something on, you know, she picked out of the air on that, you know, so that's awesome. Now, your program is called Our Marriage Checkup. Explain that for us. Okay. Our Marriage Checkup is actually like an introductory appointment that people can can learn about what would happen in their counseling. I call it building together because they are going to get the tools to build their marriage the way God wants it built themselves so that they're not in counseling forever. But our marriage checkup, um, I do an assessment that shows where you both are at emotionally, how you react when you're in pain. And then we look at like pain buttons and how does that trap the marriage? And um, you get to meet me on Zoom or in my office and you get to see who you're going to work with. And then I walk through the materials, what they can expect from their intensive or the workshop. 
And um, it's just a really nice opportunity. And it's not like the expense of an intensive, which, you know, if you look online, you can see how expensive intensives are. And I'm kind of up there, but not as high as most people. But at the same time, this gives you a wonderful opportunity to say, where are we starting from? Why are we stuck? And what can we do to get out of that? Mm, amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and then you share something called the crazy cycle. What yeah. is the crazy cycle you are referencing? Well, most people can't figure out why they keep repeating the same pattern over and over. So I call it the crazy cycle because we all have pain buttons that we bring with us into the marriage. It's usually occurred before we're married. We bring them with us. We have no idea what ours are. We have no idea what our spouses are, but we keep tripping that pain, what I call tripping that pain. So for example, um, it tends to go this way, but not always. The wife asks the husband a question. She wants an answer and she starts going, well, aren't you going to answer that? Can you tell me what you think? And then that hits his pain and his reaction to that is to pull back. Mm -hmm. So he gets quieter and he pulls back. So the quieter he gets, the more she pursues tell me, talk to me, answer me. And then he just pulls back more. So she doesn't like being ignored because of her trauma pain. And now we're tripping each other's pain. And then pretty soon we end up in an argument because you're not talking to me and you won't stop talking. And we're just in this argument and we're not even really arguing about what we are really arguing about, if that makes sense. We start throwing the kitchen sink in and you always do this and you always do that. But if one or both of them would be ideal, could learn to reverse their reaction, they could stop that crazy cycle cold in its tracks and then just start to really care about what each other is thinking and feeling. Yeah, I I, I learned that. Uh, Congratulations on being married 41 years. I'm I'm so happy for newlyweds when I meet them because uh I've been there 45 years now. Okay. <laughs> one of the things I learned and and I I tell people they ask me a question, you know, what's the, you know, well, uh, two questions, but the first mm -hmm. one I learned was when there's something going on and I ask my wife what's wrong and she says nothing. Mhm. Mm that doesn't mean, okay, I'm, I'll see you later. I'm going to go play golf. <laughs> Correct. Usually that's a very dangerous statement from your wife, unless she looks at you oh, and, boy. and says, <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing wrong. The problem is that um, she may not even know what is going on inside of herself. Because like I said, we bring these pains with us. You say or do something that you might think is relatively innocent, and your spouse is going ballistic and you're like, I don't even know what just happened, you know, and it's because what you said or did or how you said it hit these core pains that the other person has inside of them. They react to that. They don't even know why. I can't even tell you how many times I hear people say, I don't know why I keep doing this. I don't know how to stop this. And I know how to help you know why you're doing it and stop it and help you as a husband to know what questions to ask, how to ask them so that you know why she's upset or she says nothing. And it literally could mean because she has no vocabulary to tell you what's going on. Mm. And that's the other thing that I teach people is what is my in, inside heart vocabulary, my pain vocabulary, so that you know to ask the right question that helps me to tell you what's really going on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, I don't do marriage counseling. Uh, 
mm-hmm. or even premarital counseling. Uh, someone asked me once, well, what's, you know, you've been married over 40 years. What's the secret? I was, oh, that was easy. I said, you just have to learn one statement. You were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. And everything is fine. <laughs> you know? But the, other than that, you know, I don't have a secret. Okay. Right. But, well, but, and, and we joke about that. Yeah. You know, a lot of men in particular will joke about that. And really, at the end of the day, that doesn't really carry the marriage because, you know, we want our hearts understood as well. We don't yeah. really, we do want to be right, but that's because we have fear and pain and we're afraid of more uh, uh, upset or we were abused by a parent or we had, you know, a trauma happen to us. And we bring all that with us. And then when you challenge our thinking or you challenge, me challenge you or you challenge me on that. Maybe I have a background where everybody told me I was stupid. Everybody told me whatever I was thinking or saying was wrong. And Mm. so that's why just saying, oh yeah, you're right, can be a helpful statement, but it needs to go even um, deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like learning how to say, oh, you look really upset. What happened today? Who, you know, did somebody trigger a pain for you? I care about that pain. I'm being very simplistic right now because it's much more than that. (laughs) That sounds so simple, but you know, it's like I tell people, this is the easiest thing to do. And it's the hardest thing to learn to do. Mm, Yeah. And yeah. And so what you said is what we know is 90% of couples don't know how to do this for each other because nobody's ever taught them how. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. And that's why I love the point that that you help couples as they're planning their marriage, even before they have the ceremony. I mean, does, right. does that help them to discuss problems even before they're having a problem? Yes, because I get them to dig down into what those uh, pieces of pain are that they're bringing with them and teach the fiance how to care about it. So if they're caring for each other ahead of the marriage, then um, they can bring that into the marriage as it continues on. Now, um, I also talk to couples about how once a lot of times once we get married and we start our sexual relationship, we lose all that conversation that we had before. We lose all that really connecting. So I talk to them about how to not lose the heart, but to enjoy themselves as a married couple, but not to lose that heart connection and to every day make sure they make a point of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, recent, I did have one couple say that, um, after a year of being married, he told his brother to come to me because they learned all the problems they were going to have before they had them. And they learned what to do about them. So they wouldn't become problems. Mm. And he told his brother, I think we might not really be making it even after a year because we're so different if we hadn't learned how to just stop and really focus on that. And so his brother did come to me (laughs) for his premarital. And also, I will tell you, if either one of them is not going to do this before you get married, don't marry them because that's your marriage. Mm. That's your next 50 years. Yeah, exactly. Amen. Amen. What are, what are some issues that seem to be the, the major threat to marriages today? Well, some of the issues are we have become a super selfish culture. We're very self-focused. So when people come into my office, I assume that the husband is 99% self-focused. But guess what? I assume the wife is also 99% self-focused because that is our culture. And so many young couples, especially the younger couples that come in, 
they um, have been in broken homes. They've not had people care for them. They're, they're, they're grabbing at each other to get these empty places filled. And instead of grabbing at each other, I teach them how to pour into each other. Because if I pour into my husband, he's going to get everything he needs. If he pours into me, I'm going to get everything I need. And neither one of us has to like grab at the other person to fulfill that part. Mm. So that is one of the, and that's what that 17% is that I don't get Mm. is they just can't get past this narcissistic selfishness that we have in our culture, which everything is about me, what I think, what I feel. And we know that the Bible says, be about the other person you know, to esteem others as better than ourselves. But we don't even know how to do that because we're so empty ourselves. So when I teach them how to fill each other up, we can get out of that um, selfishness and the crazy cycle that it creates. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How often do you see a couple that that may be having problems and they try to blame God for their failing marriage? Oh, yeah. And... (laughs) I do everybody in this intensive model. I see them five days for three hours a day and they get a kit that has workbooks in it and different things to, that they can take home to help them with what they're learning to do in my office. People look at me on the first day and they usually literally say, there's no way this is going to flip in five days. 83% of the time it does. Now, I also include five um, extra additional sessions that are 90 minutes. And I usually like to check in with people about a month after because they have to do it. You just have to look, do it, practice it and do it. And then it becomes habit for you to just respond to the other person that way. So then um, if they need more help or they run into a problem that they're having trouble using the tools with, that's usually when they'll call me and they'll come in. I will say 5% or so I'm going to get one part of the couple has a personality disorder. I mean, they really have something that's just beyond this. And so I will do their five. And then if they need to continue with learning how to get out of that, then I will see them for 90 minute sessions, maybe on a weekly basis every other week and teach them additional tools to retrain their brain to get out of that really um, difficult place. Uh, You know, I probably have two clients right now that I'm still working with just trying to help them and working with the spouse on how to understand that. But really most people, if they just do it for each other, it'll change the dynamics. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do you have the figures on like today's national divorce rate compared to the divorce rate inside the church or outside the church? Um, I do. Uh, We're looking at probably nationally like 50 to 60% divorce rate. And I see people posting on social media all the time, you know, like, oh, the church is as bad as the world. It's not. That's the good news. (laughs) The bad news is it's still 38%. Mm. And so it's still way, way too high for the church. Um, The thing I'm starting to see that um, I'm just going to be really blunt here. People might get mad at me. But I see a lot of people posting on these marriage groups about how, my husband keeps going to visit his ex-wife and his mom more than spending time with me. And he treats me this way and that way. And based on the biblical standards, the back of my mind, I'm going, that's because you're married to somebody else's husband. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> what yeah. do you think? Is, yeah, you know, that would make sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. 
Right. And what, you know, in the world, and even in the Christian world, I'm seeing the younger people, every time somebody's misbehaving, for lack of a better way to say it, divorce them, just divorce them. They're just not worth it. And it's like, no, we have to figure out how to care about each other in a way that's necessary. So um, I, I feel a little bit stuck there because there's kids involved and you want to make a marriage work. And then I kind of feel like, why did you marry somebody who's already been married three times? Did you think you were suddenly going to be the one who was going to fix this? You know? So, yeah. you know, and it's not because they still have their same core patterns and their core pains and their core drama. So um, the other thing that's going on right now that I think couples in the church need to really pay attention to is this underage transgender stuff. Because if mm. we as a married couple, as parents, get a divorce and we end up in divorce court, the judge now gets to make that decision. And sometimes the judges have ruled against the parent that does not want the transgender surgeries done and ruled for the child to have these transgender surgeries. And none of that even became an issue till after the divorce. And it's like, you really have to work as hard as you can to live out a marriage the way God intends it because the world is attacking your children, attacking you. And if we don't figure this out, we're losing the battle for the next generation. And it's terrible. And then the world looks at us as Christians and they say, well, if you are having affairs or you are divorcing and remarrying, then maybe Jesus really isn't enough. Maybe your whole faith makes no sense. Yeah. Amen. And, yeah. yeah. So this is wow. why I'm so passionate about it's it's not long. See, I, I feel like let's get this thing figured out and get on with what God wants us to do. Because long-term counseling to me leaves you stuck as long as you're just in there arguing about the same argument, mm-hmm. even with the counselor. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Dr. Pauline Dillard. I know she has reached someone today that may be experiencing trouble in their marriage. I know she's resonated with someone. And Pauline has a proven track record of being able to help over 80% of the people she works with to save their troubled marriages. Praise God. If that's you, or if you know of someone who could use her help and service, drop down the show notes below. Reach out to Dr. Pauline right now. Just click the links right there. Amen. And be sure to come back for the conclusion of this great two-part interview in the very next episode. Till then, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.
Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.